Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ah, uh, yes. Welcome to the We Got the Chocolates podcast. It's the sports podcast for the non-professionals. If you tried really hard to be good at sport but never quite nailed it, you're in good company. Check out these less than marvellous bits coming up. The toasty. The toasty. The toast. Oh, oh the toasty. The toasties. Well, that is going to be in your head for a long time, Skinner. <laughs> <laughs> Why have you tried to match the vocals of Michael Bublé? <laughs> God, I don't know. That is yeah, a well, tough well, thing. And yeah, it's probably, or definitely is the biggest hit that I've ever hit in my life. I'm probably, and the best thing is it's on camera too, so. Um. <laughs> and now over to Lee, Sam and Mitch with the marvellous We Got the Chocolates podcast. All right, hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the We Got the Chocolates podcast, episode 58, in fact. I'm Lee. I'm Sam. I'm Mitch. Oh, how are you going, guys, listening in your car there? Uh, how are you going, Has, and how's the life in the top of the Instagram world? <laughs> yeah, going well. I think I've gained three or four more followers in the last week, so. Bang, that's huge. That's good that growth. Huge. And Skinnel. Yep. Welcome back to form. Little trial game hundred on the weekend. Couple uh, of hundreds on this table, actually. Not for me, obviously, but the other side of the table. Yes, has hundred as well on his yeah, birthday. Probably, yeah, probably could have mentioned has his first. Oh, just sorry, it yeah, counts. Just a skin. We rarely get to say positive things about you on this podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just trying to seize the opportunity. Thanks, I appreciate it. I know. Like other than getting the hundreds, we had one other thing in common. I think we both had a alchemy smoothie for breakfast in alchemy australia on the day product yeah. so uh so yeah that that definitely spurred us both on i reckon yeah, yeah. that was the game changer for me i think yep that was pretty late with the buttons but i'm strong there i reckon Got there in the at, end least I pu- at least i pushed the correct one which is rare yeah <laughs> so i'm happy with that i'm taking that no very well done guys you're obviously both jedis with the bat we just thought for today we may as well just do a sort of how to uh score a ton for the entire 40 minutes Right. That's incorrect. We're not doing okay, that. Okay. Well, uh, if there is a podcast out there like that, I'd like to listen to it as well because I don't do it too regularly. Yeah, who's doing yeah, that, that podcast though? Who would you listen to? Uh, Steve Smith, maybe? Yeah, I'd probably take that. Well, he's got a bit of time on his hands at the moment. Yeah. He's concussed, isn't he? Uh, yeah, well, anyway, one thing that uh, people probably are actually interested in hearing, I've uh, been sprayed a little bit recently because we designated friend of the show number one, was it, to Adam Pearson? Uh, Aaron Parsons. Aaron Parsons, yeah. obviously. obviously. Sorry, hybrid name. He hasn't yet received it. Oh, you're kidding. <laughs> no. Uh, so unfortunately it hasn't arrived at his doorstep yet however I thought that you should know that I have actually started the process we're getting closer to being able to send it to him obviously people that we can physically hand them to they have got theirs Uh, for someone that needs it posted they haven't yet received them but I started doing up a letter okay 
Um, so basically, if I can take you through, well, I, d- I didn't start doing it up. I've finished it. I just don't know how to actually officially make it look like a letter and right. stick the card on it. Um, you guys know how to do that? No, not off the top of my head. I'm sure we can work it out. at some stage. But a little letterhead. I need a wig of the chocolate letterheads. Yeah. Can you get me one of them? Yeah, yeah, one of those little sticky bits that you put your card down the bottom. Yeah, oh, yeah, right. Okay. That's what I'm after. We can work on that. Okay, yeah, sweet. Anyway, so basically, just dear Chocks contributor, uh, little sort of congratulations on being officially recognised as a friend of the show. Uh, draws attention to the fact that it's a very exciting time in your life. This isn't the end of the road. We continue to need your contribution to the show, our quest to feature in as many years as possible. Um, so we just need you to keep up your outstanding work. Other than your immediate increase in social status that you will experience, not much in your life will change to the untrained eye. That's important. However, there is obviously a strong chance that you experience a greater tendency to extend the time between bedsheet washes, pick up new skills quickly but never excel at them, and look for any way to save money that you possibly can. That one was for you, Huss. Thank you very much. No worries. Uh, it isn't all rainbows and fairies after this acquisition. Be prepared to field some questions from jealous onlookers when you're next at a cafe and looking for your cafe loyalty card to have your 10th coffee purchase stamped and thus receive a 20% discount off your total bill. And boom, someone catches a glimpse of your wig or the chocolate's FOTS card and needs to know straight away what it's all about. The stats Mitch have recorded show that this is a very common occurrence. Mm, all you true. need to tell them is that there is a strict application process, so get in contact with us. Blah, blah, blah. Well done. Good luck in the fours. Your friends, Lee, Sam and Mitch. Perfect. So convincing. You've done well. All right. We're happy with now it. If we so, can just send Aaron Parsons his one, we'll be good. Well, yeah. I mean, at least that's that's progress, though. So speaking directly to Aaron Parsons, it is coming. You know that there's a letter coming. And uh, for any other aspiring friends of the show, there's a letter coming for you as well once you apply via the application that Mitch also hasn't made. <laughs> so Guilty. So we're really killing it. Yeah. yeah. Now, guys, I wanted to move on to this. This was uh, reasonably exciting, but also quite nerve-wracking, I guess. I mean, big, big negotiations here. Uh, loyal listener of the show, a couple of them, uh, they listened to episode 57 featuring Simon Malenko and has you so subtly brought up the elephant in the room of the fact that I've been <laughs> ditched as uh, Redlands Tigers captain this year. Yep, still um, hurting. Sacked. <laughs> still, still hurting, especially now that we're two from two. It's <laughs> really justified that decision. Uh, but guys, I wanted to let you know that uh, I received an anonymous phone call, not so anonymous actually, as it turned out, during the week, but I've actually been approached by a different club. Uh, Why? Yeah, they were worried. Yeah. They were worried that sort of, you know, that maybe via the axing, the boning, as it might be, yep. that I might sort of give up, that my that my love for cricket might be diminished. Surely not. Uh, and therefore, well, we don't actually have the man that initially contacted me because he is obviously busy with other contract negotiations. Uh, it is a high-level club, this, obviously financially very wealthy, uh, and that's why he would be busy on a Monday night with those type of things. Yeah. But he has sent his 2IC, I believe, and that is Joel. Joel, you're on the phone right now, aren't you? Yeah, mate. Trade window is open. <laughs> yeah, so there is Joel. Uh, now, basically, Joel, can you give us um, just uh, for the boys? They obviously don't know. I mean, they were private conversations that we've had. Can you just give the boys a, a, a little bit of an idea as to what club you represent and where we're looking at sort of uh, at trading to? Well. Um I play for the Brackenridge Galars. Obviously, <laughs> needs no introduction, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. One uh, we're very familiar with. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, with part of the uh, Queensland Sub-Districts Association. So, on to bigger and better things, Lee, is what we're thinking. That is, yes, that is true. I've often heard that, in fact, that uh, people do say once your time in grade cricket has sort of come to a mellow point that you may need to go to the next challenge, which is, in fact, sub-districts. 
Yeah, I assume you'll be requiring a boost in confidence, and this is exactly where you'll find it. <laughs> okay, well, let, let's talk some specifics, Joe. I mean, uh, the two boys here, Sam and Mitch, they've seen me play cricket for multiple years. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, coming from sort of captaining our first grade side and uh, batting wherever, well, I mean, batting in the top four most of the time, it's fair to say, don't you reckon? Yeah, generally. Yeah, I assume those type of things would be guaranteed coming over, Joe. Um, I wouldn't want to threaten my own place at the top of the petting or- pecking order, that's for sure. So maybe maybe a left-arm off-spinning number seven bat. Why is that not what you had in mind? Um, do it, yes, that well, I do like to bowl, as it's keeping me out at the moment with his left-arm orthodoxes. So uh, that's that's you probably have you actually maybe won me over there, the bowling option. I'm not minding that. In terms well, of well, Lee, Lee, if you turn down the offer, then I might have to take it up. Never sell on the table. Yeah, so. That's right, yeah. <laughs> I've always aspired to play sub-districts for a team like Brackenridge Glass, you know. That's right. Well, it's quite a successful entity, isn't it, Joel? Um, I definitely know of one premiership. Um, more than, more than, more than that, I, I would be unsure of. Um, it's, kick, it's kicking around for a little while. I, I'm pretty sure this year we've dropped from three teams down to two, so that's exciting. Yeah, so maybe success. maybe not as exciting as as some would hope. But tell you what, you'd pretty much have your pick of the club. I mean, I don't know if there's any uh, you know honorary scoreboards up on the on the walls there, but I reckon a, a first grade poaching. Tell you what. That would that would uh, that would go down pretty well, I reckon. They go down well. Usually, yeah. I mean, yeah. at the start of this conversation, I thought there's no chance you're going to be leaving Redlands, but with this offer on the table, like there seems to be no negatives. Like there's there's no reason you wouldn't go. Surely. Well, there's one thing that we haven't yet considered. Has Joel? You'd know. You've played a couple of games. You used to play for Turnbull, Joel. Actually, I found out. Did some reconnaissance work. Uh, has played a couple of games at Redlands, and you're aware of obviously the toasty situation at Redlands, Joel. The posty. The toasty. The toast. Oh, the, oh, the toasty. The toasties. Not so much yeah. the postage. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so, yeah, I was confused. Bad yeah. line. Sorry, boys. <laughs> it's all right, but uh, are you capable, I mean, is Brackenridge Glass able to deliver anything that's sort of superior to the Redlands Canteen? The uh, the pies on offer. I'm a big pie and sausage roll man. I'm not sure about yourself, but pies and sausage rolls in the canteen there are actually pretty phenomenal. I don't normally say that about... Just random canteen pies and sausage rolls. These ones are pretty good. Okay. Um, but uh, I think one of the biggest things with sub districts, I think you'd love, is uh, is it's a pay as you go type. Oh, type that of thing. is helpful. So a few boys you, on this table. That you don't. Like that. Turn, yeah. If you don't turn up and play on the Saturday, you, know, you don't pay. If you do, twenty bucks. Drop it in the kitty. Wow, Great. Right. I'm, I'm a big fan of that. That's huge. That is a huge. Has even that's got you excited. <laughs> Saving a bit of interest over the year. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. It sounds very convincing. I'm, I'm interested to see what Tiger's counter offer is because they, yeah, they haven't offered you too much yet this season, have they? I think, no, they I, I think Mitch just wants you to leave so he can move up the grades yeah, and take your spot. Though his trial game yeah. counts for something. <laughs> Gets me somewhere. Well, Joel, yeah. I mean... I mean, we should start fishing in another pond. Uh, <laughs> Mitch, you're skinny, yeah. <laughs> Don't need a game or two here. I think we're four short for this weekend. If you wanna... <laughs> that could be a mass Ooh. exodus from Red. <laughs> we're all over to the glass. <laughs> well, uh, Joel, obviously it's not something that I can just um, say yes or no to. As a management team, we'll obviously have to have some conversations, get Vicky and involved as well I will go back to Redlands and see what the counter offer is uh, and this obviously won't be your last appearance on the podcast because I think it's only fair that uh, the listeners get to know how, how this process is sort of evolving yeah yep yeah. I'm um, assuming this is a weekly segment I'm here for you <laughs> and, until the season finishes and we still haven't made a decision <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah then the 2021 campaign begins okay <laughs> magnificent uh, now Joel thank you so much for coming on mate we look forward to speaking to you a pleasure. Happy to be here. Thank you Take very care, much. boys. Oh, there you go, boys. What are your thoughts there? 
Well, I think we said it all. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Tigers are in I trouble. Really I was only saying, what are your thoughts there? Because I'm looking for the next button for uh, a segment that Skin is running. And there is only one segment that Skin really runs. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's very this rare. one. No, you just have to wait. He says, stats don't come easy. What's your heart a lot at stake? Thank you, Lethal, once again for that intro. Um, I think, it, yeah, it's probably been a couple of weeks since my last Skin Stats segment, which I apologise for, but this segment is very dependent on on the listeners <laughs> giving me inspiration because I haven't come up with any myself. And uh, we've got a question in the inbox, which is give each club in the Brisbane first grade competition a what percentage their chances are of winning the premiership this year. Well, that's quite exciting. Yeah, yeah, it was a cool question. Uh, um, does Sportsbet have this as a market? Not that, I, not that I know of, no. Okay. Could be... How's yeah, you able to organise that? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not, not much of a betting man, but... No, no, but you're quite financially well if you've got butlers and stuff. Might have someone high up in sports <laughs> yeah, bets. Right. <laughs> you've got contacts, as. Uh, we'll, see, we'll see what happens. So <laughs> go on, Skin, sorry. Okay, no, that's all right. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it's, a, it's a cool question, and it, it was interesting, and it was fun, fun to look into, um, but it's quite open-ended. Can I interrupt for one second? Sure. I'm having trouble hearing you due to the fact that you're not in your skin stats costume that I prepared for you. Yeah, I'm sure that would that would affect. What do you call these skin? You've left them over here on my side. <laughs> this is what you should, horribly can, embarrassing. And can you at least put the glasses yeah, on? All right, all right, I can I can cop the glasses. Okay, perfect. What well, I'm not having suspenders on. Well, I think the people would want it skin. No one could. It's a bloody podcast. It's strictly audio. Anyways, where was I? Um, you can hear so, the suspense. What the world. <laughs> It was uh, it was good, good. yeah. It, it was enjoyable to look into, but it was quite open ended. There's there's plenty of ways you can obviously look at it, and I can't imagine you're going to come up with a, a definite solution. Um, but first thing I did was obviously look at who's won every first grade premiership ever, going back all the way to the history of the first grade premiership. And the furthest back I could find was 1897-98 when Woolen Gabba won, which I think later became Eastern Districts, which later became merged with East Redlands which is us, so get around us. Um, <laughs> so we were the inaugural winners. Yeah. Essentially, we won the yeah. first premiership. So we won the first one. Excellent. Um, and then, but yeah, if you try and account for all those little club changes and stuff going over the years, then basically today's clubs ended up, have won 111 premierships, um, and the highest is uh, a tie with between Souths and Toomble have both won 21 each, giving them, a, you know, looking at it that way, giving them a 19% chance of winning. Um which is interesting, and then uh, followed by what West with fourteen, Uni with thirteen, Valleys with twelve, Tigers quite quite a long way down the list with eight, but that's all right. Um, that hurts. Yeah, yeah, not ideal. But I, I figured that's that's probably not the best way to look at it, right? Because I can't imagine the fact that we won the first ever first grade premiership in eighteen ninety seven really says much about our chances of winning the premiership this year in twenty 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 one with a rather different group of players. Oh, that was um, a real shame. I just had a sudden <laughs> uplift in spirit. I was about to leave the glass and come back to the Tigers. <laughs> so I thought I was trying to figure out, you know, what, what's another good way of looking at it. And I thought the the champion player competition that is run every year would be would give you a pretty handy idea if you can figure out, you know, what players are playing uh, for each club at the moment and what their champion player points have looked like over the last couple of years. Because, I mean, for anyone that doesn't know, it's you get you get sort of a certain number of points for every run, so you get 0.1 for every run you score, two points for every unassisted wicket, which is Boulder LBW, uh, one point for assisted wickets, 10 points for Fifers, 10 points for hundreds, ETC, ETC. So it should give you a pretty good idea of what each player is contributing to the team and and you would think that a team with lots of these champion points would, would end up having a good chance of winning the, 
the flag, wouldn't you? Interesting stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like okay, it. so I did that. I, um, uh, but then obviously, even that, uh, you can look at a few different ways. So I've looked at the last, I think, five seasons. I went back to 2015, 16. I figured most players playing then would still be relevant. In fact, I made a point of going back to 2015, 16 because I knew Simon Malenko played in 2015, 16 up in <laughs> up in Queensland, and I wanted to get him in the Tigers stats to help us out a little bit. Clever. Yep, genius. So if you look at if you just add up all of each club's average champion points per game over those years, then it all, I mean, it ends up fairly even, but Valley's District Cricket Club ends up at the top with a 9.76% chance of winning. We have to play them on the weekend. Um, but then obviously, you know, there are players that have moved clubs in between those years. Like, for example, half of Valley's left to go play at Toonball this year, I noticed, which I... Not sure about, but yeah. Um, so you know, there's there's plenty of things that that doesn't account for either. I'm shocked that um, didn't get it cleared by you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's plenty of things that that doesn't doesn't account for either. So I've then looked at you know the the best eleven players that each club have picked so far this year. Um, you put far too is, much effort into this. Yeah. So assuming each club has continues to pick the their best eleven players thus far this season, um, I found each of those eleven players average champion points per game over the last you know, five years or whatever, um, and and then chucked that into a nice little table and found an average for each team. And coming out on top again is the Valley District Cricket Club with oh. an 11.84%. Um, <laughs> Even with just, all the players leaving. Yeah, yeah, well, the funny thing about those players leaving is that um, Usman Kawaja, Andrew Goad, and Lachlan Pfeffer are the top three of the whole list in the whole competition over the last five or six seasons, and they all played Valleys and haven't left to go play for Toonball. So yeah, that sort of weighted that quite nicely in their favour. Well, look, um, I mean, something positive and upbeat for this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> well, something that I don't think you took into consideration that probably would mean a big difference is which teams are actually going to be drinking Alchemy Australia products during this ah, season. That's true. That's where you went wrong. Well, we know Goaty doesn't. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> we know Goaty doesn't. And we, yeah, we I know. assume that Tigers would be getting. Uh, well, ten percent off for a each of us, so maybe we could we could drop a few in the first yeah. grade change rooms each weekend. Yeah, Absolutely. I know a fair few of the players from Redlands definitely will be drinking the Alchemy Australia products, and you know the team at Alchemy works hard to bring us new and innovative flavors that will blow your minds out there and your taste buds. So their their products are dairy dairy and gluten free, and all the ingredients are supplied by Mother Nature. So get around it out there, and let's see how much it improves your your cricketing ability this year. Well played, Hearts yet again. Outstanding. All right, everyone, now I've got a Sporting Hero of the Week for us. Sporting Hero. And this week on the phone, we have the man by the name of Lachlan Pfeffer, who plays for Valley's first grade side in the Brisbane Premier Grade Cricket Competition. Uh, Lockie, have we got you on the phone there, mate? G'day, boys. How's it going? Very, Very well. well. He is uh, here because he scored 216 runs off 141 balls on the weekend. In, that is loose. In a one-day match, uh, which is very, very impressive. So That's uh, more runs than I got last season. Thank you. <laughs> Fef, what's the secret, mate? I think there's a lot of uh, club cricketers out there that want to know um, how they can replicate what you've just done on the weekend. Oh, I think it's just uh, about identifying the... Uh, the cyclone, cyclonic winds, the short boundary, and, uh, <laughs> and trying to hit every ball as high as you can. And, uh, and yeah, sometimes it works, and a lot of the times it doesn't. <laughs> Fef, I've got to say, because we, we've done this sort of local sporting hero of the week a few times, and generally the standard uh, of athlete has been probably, it's fair to say that they've been lesser, isn't it? Like in terms of, yeah, yeah, in terms of the division of football they've been playing or whatever yeah. across the footy season. We probably just need to let people know that 
this is actually not a poor standard of cricket. <laughs> like, it looks like it looks like one of those. Remember when you used to see like those yeah. scorecards from the Indian games where some guys got like three hundred. <laughs> <laughs> it literally looks like that, but this is actual first grade cricket. And we play Firth next week, which really hurts. Mm, yeah, uh, we won't do it two weeks in a row. Surely. Yeah, are you sick of batting by any chance, Firth? Um, no, you never get sick of batting. You never get sick of scoring runs. Um, I'll probably take. Take a few against you, but actually, good. We're going to need some, I reckon. With uh, the team and the way Haz is hitting them. Yeah, that's true. Oh, well, we're both due to nick off early next week, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to be fair, it's not a. Oh, no, we're at Valleys this week, aren't we? So, uh, a couple of hot dogs. Mm, Easy. Right. Yeah, good, good hot dogs, actually. Good canteen. Skin, do you just want to run us through, just to get the magnitude of this knock here? Uh, can you run us through a couple of stats? That is your area. Out of expertise, uh, yeah, I can try. I, you know, didn't find tons given that I've only had a day or so to look at it. But um, it was the how second... much time did you want? Just you only batted two days ago. <laughs> uh, more, but uh, I can confirm it was it was only the second double hundred in a one day in in first grade comp, which was pretty awesome. I, I thought it would be the first actually, but it turns out Chris Lynn hit one in 2015-16. Um, he hit two hundred nine. Which makes Fef score the highest one day score ever, which is which is nice. So that's that's good, Fef. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> Pleasure. <laughs> um, and yeah. also, I couldn't find any numbers on like most bombs in an innings or anything. Um, but yeah, I think you hit fourteen sixes, and I can tell you that that takes your tally in one day is to twenty three, which is tenth highest ever um, ever being since my cricket started in oh four oh five or whatever. So that's not bad either. So, yeah. so I more than doubled my sixes. Yes, in, in, yeah. one, in one knock. In one knock, jeez. <laughs> so not a bad Excellent. day out. Um, no, I might go and play for Wyndham next year. That'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> Great idea, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. And I mean, we probably should put a disclaimer out there that although we talk to club sportsmen most of the time, there you are actually a professional athlete, Fef, and uh, you're with the, the Queensland cricket side. So, so I mean, but I wanted to talk about your approach to training. Like, you might have a slightly different approach to a few of the other guys in our squad. What, what did your week of hitting balls consist of? You know, did you did you hit a lot of balls? Not too many balls. What do you? How did you go about it? Uh, I try and avoid. Uh, hitting balls or, or facing Billy Stanlake in the nets as much as possible. Fair uh, enough. Anyone quick, to be honest. Um, <laughs> so generally, yeah, my week will, will consist of hitting as little balls as possible, um, staying away from the fast bikes. Um, I might face you in the nets, has that's a few slow sweeps. Um, yeah, like it's, uh, you know, sometimes people like hitting cricket balls um, and I'm at the stage in my life now where I, 
I don't enjoy hitting cricket balls on a Tuesday too much. Yeah, yeah no, it's obviously good. working for you, so I won't question you too much. <laughs> it didn't. It didn't all go to plan for you uh, over the weekend, mate. We, I actually versed you in Super Coach NRL Super Coach and in the Who Cares Cup League. So I mean that the name of it probably says it all. But I did. <laughs> I did manage to get up and and beat you by uh, by about eighty points in that in that game. So I'm sorry to sorry to put the damper on your weekend with that with that loss for you, mate. No, actually, um, I created that league, the Who Cares Cup, and and when you told me that today, I actually had no idea that I was playing you. <laughs> I that. Um, that I lost. So well done to you, though. Who did you captain, Blaine? Uh, I went with Cam Smith, so I was pretty lucky. He got got 111, I think, something like yeah. that. But I mean, it was a semi final. It wasn't like a normal round game, so you probably oh, really? should take some notice. That's gone. Notice knocked, of it, out. Yeah, knocked, knocked out. Knocked out yeah. without realizing. Oh, man, off the, air, the who cares cap? That's disappointing. But, uh, <laughs> I'm going okay. My cash league has. I've, uh, I think I've won eight straight. Um, so I'm, I'm hitting the finals um, in good touch. Bang. Which is uh, which is excellent, impressive. Now, uh, Firth, I need to ask because I am uh, actually tasked with the job of making the highlights video for the Great Cricket Round uh, this week, and obviously your innings um, probably needs a highlights video of its own. To be fair, but are there any shots that sort of stick out uh, in your memory? Because I really don't want to go through eighteen fours and fourteen sixes. Are there <laughs> just a couple that you can sort of give me that I need to go and find? Yeah, absolutely. So there was one. I think uh, actually I do know. I'm 185. It's a free hit of uh, Cameron Trask, and um, he just put it right where you want it. <laughs> and, and yeah, it's probably, or definitely, is the biggest hit that I've ever hit in my life. Um, probably, and the best thing is it's on camera too. So um, I get to show the grandkids that one, which will be. Um, and I think there's one, um, a couple of balls before. It's a, a, probably another. It is another free hit. Um, and it's uh, one that went over cover for sticks too in, into the breeze long boundary. So I was pretty happy with that one as well. Yeah, right, right, right and, and you got out with like six overs still to go on something like that on 216. Like, did you have a, a target in mind? Did you think, gee, I'm on 200 here with plenty of time left? Am I aim- are we aiming for 250? What was your what was your goal in mind there? No, if I, no, not really. I, I actually had no idea there was that long to go. Um, to be honest, once I got to 200, it was literally, I'm going to try and hit every ball for six years. Um, <laughs> and I think I hit two and then got out. So um, that, that plan worked quite well. But no, I definitely wasn't thinking um, on that uh, individual score. It was more just trying to um, hit as many or slog as many balls as I can. Um, mate, I was just wondering, uh, good mate, well, actually, I'll give you the trivia. So, Mitch, what did you say Feff was in terms of all-time my cricket leading six hitters? Oh, he was 10th. 10th. 23. Do you have any idea who might lead that list, Feff? I think you might. I'm going to say a little red-headed uh, <laughs> by um, Andrew Gody, I reckon. He's probably leading that tally, and um, I'm surprised he hasn't told you that stat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. I'm surprised he actually probably wanted to ring and just let us know that he was still ahead of you. Oh, yeah, definitely. Actually, I'm pretty sure he holds the record for the uh, the highest score in 2020 cricket in Brisbane grade cricket um, with, with his 179 last year or the year before. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's quite quite unique that two little battlers from Bo Desert um, have the uh, have the highest score in the white ball format. Yeah, look at this yeah. go, unbelievable. Well, that's a very good way to round it out, mate. We thank you so much for your uh, debut appearance on the podcast, and well done on being our local sporting hero of the week. Thank you, boys. Thanks for having me. Thanks, mate. Have a good one. Mate. See you, mate. Cheers. Okay, guys. Lovely phone call with Feth there, and again, as has been the theme of this particular episode, really pumping us up for this weekend. 
Should be a great day. Um, <laughs> okay. Now, talking about someone that didn't have such a great day, uh, I wanted to speak to you about last episode we covered the Novak Djokovic situation, right? We yep. disagreed probably on the nature of the injury and how serious it may or may not have been. Uh, but what you guys would not have known is that uh, Novak Djokovic has inspired another segment tonight. But prior to that, I actually thought uh, poor old Laura Clark, who was the lineswoman, I wanted to try and catch up with her and have a chat. I know she's obviously been in demand. She's copped some flack from a lot of sort of media outlets, particularly in the US. Uh, but I was lucky enough to catch up with her and just try and ask her a couple of questions, I guess. Laura, thanks for joining me. How do you handle the pressure of being a lineswoman? The pressure, uh, you know, I felt it, but I liked it. You know, it meant there was expectation. Uh, having pressure on you, uh, for me, I didn't mind that one bit. <laughs> Jeez, that hit in the throat really yeah. has. Um, I, I haven't heard her speak before, but it sounds very recognisable. Yeah, it's weird. I swear she never used to sound like that prior to the neck injury. Croaky voice. Yeah, it's weird. Did do some serious damage then, hey? Yeah, I know. Well, nice of her to give us her time, though. That's for sure. Yeah, uh, well to catch up with her, too. I know. Just getting the things I do around here. Impressive. Now, what I did actually want to speak about, we put something out on social media today uh, about innocent bystanders. Obviously, Laura was an innocent bystander. She now sounds like Darren Lockyer, which is a shame. <laughs> um, so she was hit. Just try to stand there and do the right thing. We asked a few questions about when this has occurred to other people. Um, I have a story about myself and my friend Caleb when we were young. We were at his house having a water bomb fight. He was standing upstairs on the balcony uh, at his house, door behind him completely open. Uh, I thought that that was the ideal time to try and nail him with a water balloon, <laughs> a water bomb fight. He ducked his head. It went in the door and hit his older brother. Josh, who was actually quite a scary character, uh, and it hit him fair and square in the melon. He chased me out of the house, down around the yard, was definitely making progress, uh, and I ran straight into, you know where those fences are where you can't see the wire? Like, it's just a real thin wire. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and so I've run full steam ahead straight into that and did, like, a triple forward flip over the top of the wire. And I honestly, to this day, I reckon this was about 15 years ago, and I still have little marks, like bruises across my legs, little wire lines uh, from where I was just, uh, unfortunately, the retaliation from an innocent bystander being hit with a water bomb. Karma. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I would have paid to see that. Uh, yeah, mine is sporting related, cricket. I was playing in um, our school competition, however many years ago that was, probably five or six years ago now. Um, and I went to Redlands College, which was you know fine school for many reasons, but not so much for cricket. Pretty average cricketing competition. Um, it's just behind Redlands Tigers there, which uh, you would generally think has three grounds, but there's a sneaky little Tigers number four out just like sort of just outside the school. It's about got about a 30 metre boundary and it's a syntho deck and it's really not great facilities um, so we were having a hit out there one afternoon we'd probably started at maybe one o'clock in the afternoon and we were wrapping up by you know three o'clock when people are coming in to pick up their children and the car park's just there um, so we're just playing cricket not really taking too much notice of anyone until I just hit a lovely lofted cover drive over towards the car park and managed to pin a Poor old lady, probably <laughs> what? Com- comfortably in her seventies, I reckon. Oh, no, you're kidding. Straight in uh. the, sh- no, thankfully not the head. That would have been a bad, bad time. But yeah, yeah, pinned yeah. her in the shoulder, and it, yeah, it was a pretty, pretty impressive bruise straight away. It was, it was bleeding. Oh. It was bleeding. It was a bad time. Yeah. Oh, Moses. Yeah, so we weren't allowed to play cricket after that. Jeez. Well, we actually got a couple of stories. Uh, also hit in that grandma was lucky enough to not be hit in the head. The two that we got sent in, guys, were actual head knocks. Um, this one comes from Shane. 
G'day guys, Shane here. Just going to tell you a little story about my time in the UK back in 2010, playing some cricket in the Kent League. During my first game, I didn't make the greatest first impression um, with one of my teammates. Um, his name was Errol Banks. He's originally from the uh, Caribbean, and um, but loves his cricket. In this game, we've fielded first. Uh, we're getting smacked around a little bit. I come on the bowl. Didn't really change the tempo with my uh, rapid 110 medium, 110 kilometer medium paces, and um, the batsman's clipped it off his legs and smashed it straight into Errol's face, opening up his chin, and he had to go off, getting fixed up because um, yeah, he was pretty sore and sorry for himself at the time. Yeah. Uh, they finish off 220 off their 40 overs, and then we go into bat. I've been asked to open the batting. Um, Batting pretty well, and the um, started hitting a few sixes and put one in the car park. Guess whose car I hit? Oh. Errol's car, right in the middle of the bonnet. Surely not. Biggest dent you possibly can imagine to his car. He comes out screaming, you know, don't you dare come back in, mate, you're dead. Oh, um, oh, it was something along well. those words. And um, so, precisely. Uh, proceeded to do so, I stayed not out, batted the innings out and scored 139. Adding insult to the, um, uh, other than hitting him in the face and also destroying his car, um, because of his uh, Caribbean accent, I didn't actually understand when he introduced himself. I thought his name was Harold, not Errol. So the whole time I was apologising, I'm sorry, Harold, and he thought I was taking the piss. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I... <laughs> Injured his face, I damaged his car, and I didn't have the decency to call him by his proper name. So, yeah, that's my little story, guys. That is a very <laughs> innocent bystander. Let me tell you. <laughs> uh, next one has comes from someone that you know pretty well, Andy Bickle. Mm, Queensland Create, great. Yeah. Hi, guys, it's Andy Bickle, and um, tonight I'm just going to tell you a little story about um, hitting the crowd. It happened to me many times over my career, but there was an instance at the Gabba um, playing a one-day game, and um, I hit a six down the ground, and um, it's, it's sort of sad in a way because it was where they uh, they wheeled in the the wheelchair people into a nice safe spot there behind the bowler's arm, and um, and as it turned out, I was hit hit a hit a ball over the fence. It was heading straight for the wheelchair guys, and um, thank God one of the carers tried to protect uh, the wheelchair person, and um, and as she was doing that, it. Uh, it hit her in the face, so um, yeah, it was. Uh, I felt pretty bad about it. Um, like I said, it's happened a few times over my career, but um, managed to go in, um, see them after the game, and I, I gave gave them my shirt that I played with, so um, sort of felt a little bit better. But uh, this lady was fairly battered and bruised uh, with a cricket ball to the face. So yeah, that's my story, and uh, thanks very much. Cheers. No wonder everyone thinks that Andy Bigger is the greatest bloke in the entire world. He still literally sounds sorry about that, yeah. like years and years later. Poor fella. Yeah, yeah not wrong. That's, I mean, yeah, yeah, that's you, not a great story. No, you wouldn't forget about story. something like that, would you? But that would be quite scarring, in fact. Uh, but obviously, massive contribution from Andy, and we do thank him for coming on. Hopefully, we can get to have a chat to him uh, about some maybe slightly more uplifting stuff. Yeah. Um, all right, fellas. I've seen this in the in the show notes for the last couple of weeks. I, I didn't want to turn it want it want it to turn into another one of Hazard's bloody Quidditch stories that sit there for months or anything. So I thought I'd bring it up. There's have we got a got a song for people this week? What's going on? Surely. Oh, it's a, 
Nah, we're, we're trying to keep that out because I sound like an absolute pig in it. <laughs> nah, mate, well, that's that's every song. It's a great premise for a parody, but it, it's like it Hazard chose the hardest song to sing. I need some <laughs> like Pavarotti baritone stuff, and Hazard got me singing some serious high notes. <laughs> uh, people joking. don't listen to our voice. I mean, yeah. my voice is worse than yours, and it's I'm still okay with it going out going yeah, out there. Sure. So, yeah, shock me. It's all about the it's, <laughs> it's, it's all about the lyrics, there. isn't it? All about the lyrics. <laughs> That's why it's in there. I guess every week I delete it. And it keeps coming back. It's like a boomerang. <laughs> well, Skittled up. What, what are you thinking? I mean, you've got the presiding vote because I keep trying to delete it. Has keeps putting it back in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I want to hear it. I mean, if anything to yeah, embarrass anything you, they'll pull you. You singing? You're happy <laughs> exactly. to throw me under the bus. Yeah. Right. We've got, we've well, got the votes. What's the story, Has? Well, Sonny Bill Williams, as everyone probably knows by now, made his return for the Roosters the last couple of weeks, and last weekend he was selected ahead of 301 game veteran Mitch Orbison, who actually ended up being late inclusion with Jared Aurea Hargraves being late withdrawal. Um, I wasn't sure. Was that, is that a fair call to get Sonny Bill in there over Orbo? I don't know. It's pretty pretty harsh on on that. But any other side, Sonny Bill's probably straight in. But but with Roosters, they seem to get new players, world-class players, left, right and centre. Salary cap issues have been brought up consistently all the time. They get a new player after we think they've got nothing left to spend. So There's someone you know that actually really doesn't like the Roosters has. There is, yes. My uh, my father, Glenn, he's uh, not a fan of the Roosters, so we thought we'd we'd get his thoughts on, on this, the Roosters and their salary cap and, and how it might all work Somewhat for them. controversial. <laughs> yeah, g'day, Sam. Well, you well know my opinion on the Roosters and their so-called salary cap, which most people these days refer to as a sombrero. And fair dinkum, mate, it's just gone way too far. In fact, your average NRL punter has had enough. There's a, always a question mark hanging over the Sydney Roosters. I mean... Whilst rugby league does thrive on a bit of controversy, this has gone far too far. Mate, um, the Rooster supporters might claim that the club is well managed, etc., etc. They've never been found to be guilty of cheating the cap, etc., etc. Well, they mightn't have been caught, but they're certainly guilty in a lot of people's eyes. I mean, you look at their squad, Tedesco, a million dollars plus. The Morris Twins, they claim they're on 350000 each. Rubbish. <laughs> Manu, Kiwi Centre, 600,000 plus. The Australian captain, New South Wales captain, Boyd Gordner. The list goes on. Keery, Crichton, Hargrave, Jake Friend, Victor Radley. And then, to top it all off, cream on the pie, Sonny Bill Williams come in and they reckon they're paying in peanuts and they've got $400,000 in the cap. Please. I mean, he's <laughs> driving around Sydney in a Bentley and uh, living in an oceanfront apartment. You're kidding. I mean, this club is getting away with uh, third-party agreements that are undeclared as far as I'm concerned. Other clubs have to offer so-so players to sign a half-decent player, and yet the Roosters can hang on to whoever they want. And they've got the press in their pockets as well. You only have to listen to them. You want my opinion on the Roosters, Sam? You've got it. Uh, I think we did get it. Obviously, you yeah. didn't. Uh, you didn't tell your dad about our sitting on the fence policy. Obviously. <laughs> we <laughs> don't. Share, we don't share that same. Uh, <laughs> that same policy. All right. Well, uh, he's pretty much summarised the parody, hasn't he? Yes. Are you surprised? We never come last. We've broken the bank so many times on forwards and backs. Bring a Morris in when Teddy's in doubt. We'll call up Sonny Bill whenever he is in town. We give so many third-party payments. The space under our salary sombrero. We've bought and bought using all the brown paper bags. We hope someday there won't be a fallout You say we cheat, but Uncle Nick will work it out 
And it's coming now this that we paid Cooper Cronk with a jet. So I'm enjoying it, so. <laughs> we just haven't been caught yet. By Luke Erie and Angus Crichton Approaching the bunnies and heading off for none We've got no juniors, a small member base The boys just take pay cuts to play at this place And our winners' trophies are very shiny But sorry we'll pass the league's inquiry But now that we have this creative accountancy and we hope someday there won't be a fallout Oh, you say we cheat, but Uncle Nick will work it out And it's common knowledge that we paid Cooper Cronk with a jet We just haven't been caught yet Well, that is going to be in your head for a long time, Skinner. <laughs> You're not wrong, I've had a great time listening absolutely to bopping away there <laughs> uh, You're flying, you try. Why have you tried to match the vocals of Michael Bublé? <laughs> God, I don't know. Yeah, well, well, how am I going to sing it? Just, I don't know. Just <laughs> sing it in my actual voice. He's an impressive singer and you are not. Jeez, uh, uh, take it easy, Skinner. Let's get you on the next version. No, 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 no. no. That's all right. <laughs> all right. Best on ground, guys. We're getting to that time. Uh, I'm voting out Hazlitt for the whole Hazlitt family, <laughs> ruining my ambitions of working for the Sydney Roosters one day. <laughs> at Bondi. Or becoming a professional singer. Or becoming a professional singer. No, that's you that, uh, nah, yeah, that's fair. Um, who did we go to then? Okay, it was good to have skin stats back. It was serious detail. Yeah, I feel one. like I've gone above and beyond for the Call of Duty this if week. If anyone ever wants to nominate me just one time, that would be excellent. Wow. <laughs> You're using the podcast to try and sell yourself to other clubs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with that? <laughs> oh. oh, dear. So, Skinner, got it. Thanks, boys. Take another one. How many are you up to? We need to actually go yeah, back I've to the lo- archives. Yeah, yeah, I've lost yeah. count. Lee, well, if you keep on saying the first words, you're going to rule me out every time. I'm not going yeah, to... You, you need to jump in earlier. Just don't <laughs> give me a chance. Perfect. Well, that's all we got time for, guys. We thank you so much for listening to us. Uh, we do want to ask you guys, if you're enjoying the podcast, if you could get back on Apple or Spotify, wherever you listen, and give us a rating and a review, that would be massively, massively helpful for us. Uh, that's all we've got to ask you for this week. Thank you so much for listening, and enjoy your day. Thank you. Cheers, guys. Stumps. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.